Thank you for joining us here in our study of Philippians on the Radio Bible Course. In chapter 4 of Philippians, verse 3, Paul mentions some of his fellow workers whose names are written in the book of life. What is the book of life? Well, Jesus said it was more important than having power over evil spirits. He said that in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. There are two views concerning this book of life. Some people believe it contains the name of every person who has ever been born, from which unbelievers will be deleted. We learn that from Moses in the book of Exodus. The setting here is in the wilderness, when the people made a golden calf and worshipped it. And after Moses came down from the mountain, he said on the following day, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people have sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. But now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. Writing as an inspired prophet, Moses here reveals that there is a book in which the names of God's people are written. He was going to the extreme here on behalf of his people. He wanted God to forgive them and was willing to give up his own life on behalf of those people. Now, in the book of Revelation, John writes some six references to the book of life. Here is one of them. Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. He who overcomes shall thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life. Obviously, to have your name there is to be saved. Now, there's a second view, and it's that the book contains only the names of those who believe in Jesus Christ. The result is the same, of course. If you have believed, your name is written in the book of life, and you have a guarantee that you will live forever. This is the good news about grace salvation, because it doesn't depend upon you any longer after you have believed. If you have believed the way the Bible means believe, that means trusting completely in Jesus Christ to save you from your sins and depending upon nothing else to the point where you abandon all other things as having any value at all, then you are believing according to the Bible. And if you do that, you have eternal salvation. That's what the Bible teaches. Jesus promised it. And he sent the Spirit to indwell the believers so we could be sure. Now, you could have no guarantee if it were not by grace. But because it is of grace, you can have a guarantee. And that's what Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 4, verse 16. 
That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants. The grace-faith way to God is the good news. That's what the apostles preached. That's what the epistles bring out strongly. That's what Jesus Christ himself taught, that whoever heard his word and believed the one who sent him would have everlasting life. And he did not add, if you behave yourself. John put it this way, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Is that all that's required to believe in him? That's one thing that most people are unable to do because they don't trust God, nor do they value the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross on their behalf. But he did die that all men might be saved. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, we need to tell people this. We shouldn't ask people to do something. We should ask them to believe something. And believing is not a deed. Believing is a response to the gracious promise of God to every man and woman who ever lived, that if they will respect and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ on their behalf, done on the cross as a payment for their sin, they will be saved. That's God's promise, and he doesn't lie. Now I want to say a word again about Revelation 3.5. We need to observe that John wrote, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life. The question then is, have we overcome? Have you overcome? If you have, your name is written in the book of life. But that's the point at which some people will find themselves very insecure. They're not sure whether they have overcome. What does it mean to overcome? Listen to what John wrote in his first epistle, chapter 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Listen to verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Well, that tells me immediately that the believer in Jesus Christ is born of God and he is an overcomer of the world. And John continues... And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Don't let anyone put fear in your heart that you're not an overcomer because you're not accomplishing certain things or perhaps not being spiritual enough or keeping certain laws. The overcomer is one who believes. He believes in the one who overcame death and everything else. And when you trust in him, you too are an overcomer. This is the victory that we have overcome the world. How? Through faith. And we ought to rejoice in that. Now we come to verses 4 through 7, where... The Apostle Paul writes to the Philippians about the secret of peace. 
Verse 4 reads, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, Rejoice. Let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Twice Paul writes in verse 4, Rejoice. The call to rejoice may be based on the very previous sentence which we spent so much time on, the fact that their name was written in the book of life. Or it can mean because of what Christ has done for us in any event. The Lord is the source of the Christian's joy. It's not religion. It's not his church. It's not spiritual gifts or material blessings. He alone, the Savior, is the believer's joy. Now let's be practical. How can we rejoice as Christians? Number one, by recalling what we have in Christ and the things he has given to us. Oh, they are many. We are sanctified in Christ Jesus. That means set apart as his own possession. He has given us his spirit. He has made us children of God. We have been made heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Think about it and rejoice. Nothing that you could possibly win or inherit on this earth is of more value than the inheritance which has come by grace because it's eternal. Everything that Jesus Christ has, he wants to share with us. Next, we who believe are spiritually satisfied that Christ's sacrifice is enough. That gives me joy. I don't need to do anything to complete his work. He completed it. It is finished. There is nothing that I have to do that can possibly supplement the all-sufficient saving work of the Savior on the cross. Then we also have perfect peace with God. That's cause of rejoicing, to have peace with the Creator. Not many people have that. He has also brought us out of law and has led us into a lifestyle of grace. That's reason to rejoice. If you had more than 300 laws that you had to pay attention to every day, you would be beside yourselves. There wouldn't be any time to rejoice. You'd be too occupied with trying to do things that the law commanded. Whenever we sense the need to do something for assurance, grace causes us to look at the cross and to rest in what Christ has already done. Next, we can rejoice because he has taught us a new way to live. It's the law of love. It's not by compulsion. It's not out of fear. We love because he first loved us. And what a good life it is when we are at peace with all men and can love them from our hearts. We can rejoice also in who he is. He's our God. The Creator is on our side, and He lives in us. That's incredible. I don't need to seek God in a sanctuary, out in space, or in a ceremony. 
My God lives in this body, frail as it is, not because I'm dedicated or because I invited him to, but because that's his desire. He chooses to live in those who believe in his wonderful Son. That's reason for rejoicing. Now think about these blessings, and you too will rejoice. For most of my Christian life, I was not able to rejoice because I was too preoccupied with keeping rules and regulations. But God's Word has taught me the liberty of grace. And I am so anxious for you to understand the grace of God also. There is a life of grace for everyone who believes in the Son. You'll get more understanding of grace by asking for our free booklet entitled Grace. It was written to help you to appreciate the grace of God. For your copy of our grace booklet, write to the Radio Bible Course. Did you know that while our Lord was on earth, His teaching was primarily directed to the people of Israel, not to the church? His church did not yet exist. This tells us that if we want to find His teachings to the church, we should not seek it in the Synoptic Gospels. Go instead to the Gospel of John and to the epistles written to the churches. This is just one of many concepts explored in our cassette tape course on understanding the New Testament. It has changed the lives of many people. Understanding the New Testament will give you the biblical outline you need to help others to understand God's inspired word. Write for information on how to order understanding the New Testament. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavoda reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.